Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Did you see it yesterday? Finally, a Republican with some monster cojones just takes it and unloads on the media. Goes full beast mode. Did you catch it? What are you talking about? Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida finally says what needed to be said. I've got that video. I've got another fake news scandal from the disgusting media who can never tell the truth. They're absolutely committed. Dan, you sound angry at the beginning of the show. Yes, kind of. And finally, finally, the Washington Post. What did we cover this story, Paul, on Friday? Friday, right? It's now, what, Thursday? So almost a week later. Finally, the Washington Post catches up on us and says, hey, it doesn't look like Mike Flynn was unmasked. Welcome. What did Bruce Willis say in Die Hard? Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, Washington Post. You're only a week late. I'll explain what they're up to, too. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joseph Armacost, how are you today? Fine, sir. <laughs> Host Dan Bongino. I'm doing doing well, fine, sir. Yeah, yeah, man. Poor guy. I had Joe. We, uh, By the way, we got that audio for Biden. Today's loaded. Don't um, go anywhere. The show is stacked. <clears throat> To the brim, Joe was working all morning on cleaning up that dreadful phone audio of Biden, which I'm yeah. comfortable putting out there now. Because yeah. the Biden team's acknowledged it exists and is real, but they're saying it's edited. But I'll play it. You can decide right. for yourself. All right, let's go. All right, Today, thank you, by the way, for doing that, Joe. Because yeah, the man. audio, if you don't understand, was awful. Joe had to, like, translate it into English. <laughs> <laughs> so, today's show brought to you by our friends. He's just a new sponsor, and they're great. I've been using them for a long time. I'm not kidding. Before they came on board, Vault, their instant beard color. It's the next evolution in dye-free beard color. It was originally designed for actors in the film industry to cover grays, change beard color, and to provide a fuller look for thin, patchy beards. Vault is dye-free, and it's a fast-drying liquid color that brushes on in less than 60 seconds. It dries instantly and provides up to 48 hours of water and transfer-proof matte finish. Volt combines flexibility, convenience, and performance never be seen before in the beard color category. What does Volt do? It adds color to your beards, mustaches, eyebrows, and sideburns. No dyes, no commitment. Leave it off when not desired and apply it when you need it. You can achieve different looks, salt and pepper, full coverage, or highlights. Vault even colors um, on blotchy beards and adds volume to thin beards. It can be applied on skin under hair to create the appearance of a fuller beard and provides a light hold to your hair to keep it always looking neat. I'm not messing with you. I use this here. You, you shake that stuff up. You, throw, you, you put it on just like this. If you see me on Fox sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> it looks like I have color in my hair here, that's yeah. because I was using Vault. So when they want to jump on board as a sponsor, I said... Hell yeah, I'll take them. I use them already because people thought I was missing my hair on the side of my head. So I was using Vault. It's travel-friendly, compact, and convenient. can be applied anywhere, anytime. It's, they have trusted manufacturers in the USA, and their Vault Lab is in Costa Mesa, California, and implements proprietary formula manufacturing procedures different from any product on the market. Check out their ultra-moisturizing hand sanitizers as well. Thanks, Volt, for sending me some of those, too. Maybe it's 70% alcohol, antiseptic essential oils, and moisturizers. For my listeners, they're offering 20% off of all Volt products, Volt products, excuse me, V-O-L-T, products site-wide. Visit VoltGrooming.com. That's Volt, V-O-L-T, Grooming.com. And enter code Dan at checkout, VoltGrooming.com. Enter code Dan at checkout. You're going to love it. This stuff works. You'll see. Now you'll be looking for that white patch. You'll know I forgot to put my vault on when I'm on TV. Vaultgrooming.com. Enter code Dan at checkout. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, as I said, loaded show. Let's get right to this video. Uh, this is a video of Governor Ron DeSantis, who's been doing a good job in Florida, a very good job. Florida has maintained a relatively low death count. 
uh, in Florida, despite the fact that a lot of New Yorkers, which was really the epicenter, New York, of the coronavirus, Wuhan virus crisis, uh, flying into Florida, Ron DeSantis has done a decent job. The death count, oh, you know, every, of course, every death is going to be a tragedy, of course. But the death count in nursing homes was kept relatively low. But the media narrative from the start, keep in mind, because Paula kept asking me for the show, why are they doing this to DeSantis? It's simple. The media are disgusting hacks. Ron DeSantis is a Floridian and is a uh, in a conservative state and is a conservative governor. And Andrew Cuomo from New York is a Democrat. So what's the media narrative? It, it, it's not complicated. The media are liberal activists. They're not truth tellers. They're Soviets. They love the libs. They're full-time activists. So they have to make Andrew Cuomo look good and the Republican governor of Florida look bad, despite the fact that the numbers tell a different story. Nursing home deaths are off the charts tragically in New York, and they've been relatively controlled in Florida despite an older population. But we can't tell you the truth. So what did they do? They invented a new story, which I'm going to debunk in a second, and the new story is this. The numbers in Florida, the relatively low death counts, in relationship to New York, despite Florida having a bigger population in New York, the data was manipulated. Joe, they got to be hiding dead people somewhere. Yeah. They're hiding them. They say he's manipulating the data, DeSantis. I'll get to that in a second. How the data manipulation hoax started, a new media hoax, because they never, ever tell you the truth. But DeSantis was with the vice president, Mr. Pence, yesterday up in Orlando, just north of me. And the media asked him about this alleged data manipulation. That's a total hoax, been entirely discredited now. And DeSantis goes full beast mode. Big hat tip, Ron DeSantis. Check this out. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, Dr. Burks has talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. So any insinuation otherwise is just typical partisan narrative trying to be spun. And part of the reason is that because you got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks, Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy, wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. Not only do we have a lower death rate, well, we have way lower deaths generally, we have a lower death rate than the Acela Corridor, D.C., everyone up there. We have a lower death rate than the Midwest, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. But even in our region, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida has the lower death rate. And I was the number one landing spot from tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hot zone in the world to come to my state. So we've succeeded. And I think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Maybe it's that there are black helicopters circling the Department of Health. If you believe that, um, I got a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. Oh, 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 this guy. Listen, not everything's been perfect in Florida. Got a lot of emails, some complaints about the policy with summer rentals and things. I totally understand. I don't golden calf any politician. Having said that, disclosure, I know Ron DeSantis. I voted for Ron DeSantis. I supported Ron DeSantis and I will support him again. And I think given the circumstances, he has done one of the best jobs in the country. It's not perfect. No politician is. If I was the governor of Florida, I would have inevitably made some mistakes myself. It was a very tragic situation with a lot of confusion when the Wuhan virus first started. Again, having said that, I think he's done on the margin a very good job. 
And I think yesterday he's got, he is done with the media as you should be too. These people are Soviets. I cannot explain to you in strong enough terms. Someone said to me yesterday, Dan, stop telling people to avoid the media. They should read it and be critical. No, don't read. There's nothing. To, why would you read lies? Why would you read? I don't understand. They're, why are you interested in stories that are totally made up under the pretense of them doing journalism? That is a serious question. Thank you for the feedback from the gentleman. I appreciate it sincerely. But I don't understand your point. The collusion hoax was totally made up. It was, why are you reading? You want a fiction novel? You're looking for a Tom Clancy novel? Go buy good fiction. That wasn't even, the pee-pee tape wasn't even good fiction. It was just stupid. It was written for people with double-digit IQs or people who were so malicious and want to destroy this country that they don't care. Why are you reading this? So what is Ron DeSantis talking about? Let me give you the media narrative for, again, the total fiction that the emailer who sent me the email, and I'm not knocking you, I appreciate your feedback, said you should read and learn to be critical. Don't read it. It's made up. The fictional narrative was this. Florida, which has, with a Republican governor, which has unbelievably outperformed New York in the response to the Wuhan virus, the data's low and the deaths are low because the data's manipulated and all of a sudden they found a story and the story was this, a scientist at Florida's data entry uh, location where they were putting in data on the Wuhan virus, a scientist there was fired because the scientist was being asked to manipulate the data and like a hero... Like Joan of Arc, Joe, Joan of Arc. Wow. Stood up, shielded hand, fought against the tyrannical Ron DeSantis and refused to manipulate this data and was subsequently fired. Every, Of course, again, the emailer who wants you to read this, people read this and went, it was all over. Look at Twitter where the liberal morons dominate everywhere. Just read their responses to DeSantis and his thing yesterday. Your data was manipulated. The story already set in. What, I hurt your ears there? <laughs> Paul, <laughs> you laughing? The data was manipulated. That's it. It's all over Twitter. The narrative was already set. The concrete was poured by the media and liberals are so stupid because they read this stuff. They believed it without ever looking at the story. You got the story now? The only reason DeSantis did better, the Republican, a lot better than New York is because they manipulated the data and they're probably hiding a bunch of dead bodies somewhere. Then, of course, if you applied the Bongino rule, which is why I didn't cover this yesterday, always, always, always give it 24 hours. How many times do I have to tell you this? The Bongino rule, anytime you read an anti-Trump, anti-Republican story in the media, give it 24 hours, there is a 75.26% chance the story is totally, completely made up. So was this person who was fired because... They wouldn't, the Joan, uh, Joan of Arc stood up to the sand, refused to manipulate the Florida data. Were they really fired because of that? Joe, I'll ask you an even simpler question. Mm -hmm. Media reported it was some scientist, you know, some. Linus Pauling like scientist. I mean, someone really important. This is a very, were they even a scientist? Huh. Uh, well, let's just go by the local reporting because I don't know this woman and I don't want to impugn her character. We're just going to cover the actual reporting. Oh, now we find out this is the local news, W-E-A-R-T-V, where TV. DeSantis, 
The Florida COVID-19 dashboard designer, dashboard designer, I thought it was a scientist. I thought, well, I leave that. I thought that was this. So now all of a sudden it's just uh, someone involved with data entry. Oh, this is fascinating. A dashboard designer, Florida COVID-19 dashboard designer faces cyber sexual harassment charges. We didn't hear about that, Joe. No. I'm just covering the reporting, folks. I thought she was Joan of Arc. She was a scientist standing up in the face of mass Republican tyranny and the media. These colossal dipwads. People believe this. Liberals are so stupid. They believe this. Dan, you can't say that. We're not going to convince the liberals. Ladies and gents, thank you. I'm not interested anymore. This country is at war. Do you understand that? We are at war right now. And yes, I'm using that analogy intentionally because the republic is falling apart because the truth, we are at war for the truth. And you're being told by people with power, pens, websites, and mass audience audiences, a series of lies, which is incentivizing people to act in ways antithetical to the existence of this country. I am not kidding. We are in an existential fight here if we allow this to continue. The media is lying to people on a daily basis to get them to do things antithetical to the existence of this country and the prosperity and very existence of your family. You doubt me? Why do they want these, media, these lockdowns to continue? Why do they want you to stay out of Florida and, and praise Andrew Cuomo from New York? Because they hate this president, they hate freedom and liberty, and they hate the conservative movement. They will do anything, including incentivizing you to succumb to a lockdown that will destroy your business and your family and potentially this country. They do it because they simply hate our party. There is no other explanation. You need further evidence. This is an NBC reporter. I'm going to show this tweet in a second. Uh, Carl Quintanilla, who I don't know, but he's got a pretty big, I mean, I've, I know who he is from television, but I don't know him personally. He dared put up a tweet yesterday indicating that these lockdowns may not only not be working to quell the virus, but may be making it worse. This is an NBC reporter, not Bongino.com, not Fox, not someone who does fair and balances. This is an NBC reporter. If you doubt me, go look up his Twitter profile and look at the responses from the liberals who are horrified that an NBC reporter dared to tell you the truth. They're upset about it, including other reporters and academics. Look at his tweet. At Carl Quintanilla. J.P. Morgan has a devastating piece arguing that infection rates have declined, not increased in states where lockdowns have ended. Quote, even after allowing for an appropriate measurement lag. Wait, am I reading that right? Yeah. I'm not. Ugh. There's the. Why are you holding out? You don't want to. The audience. Paula's not putting me on the screen because she doesn't want to see the melt. She doesn't want you to see me losing my mind right now because I'm so pissed off this morning about the BS that you're being surrounded with and forced to drink from a sewage fire hose by these idiots. Finally, you get a guy who tells the truth on his Twitter account, an NBC guy. And ladies and gentlemen, just read the responses. Liberals are apoplectic. You're apoplectic that as the lockdowns, which have destroyed people's lives, have ended 
Infections have gone down. So what are you arguing for? More economic destruction and more deaths? That, that's your campaign slogan? Liberals 2020, more destruction, more deaths, more destruction, more deaths. This is your campaign slogan? Joey Bag of Donuts for governor, more destruction, more death. What are you arguing for? You're upset at a study showing these lockdowns have done nothing? Matter of fact, where they've lifted the lockdowns, infections have gotten down, and you're mad? What kind of a psycho sociopath blanker are you? Are you insane? Are, I'm, I'm not kidding. Are you nuts? Do you have a, are, are you a serial killer? What is wrong with you? Do you have kids? You want your kids to go out and be bankrupted and to potentially die from a disease? To what? To prove Trump wrong? This is, we're, this, we're, this is sick. We're living with sick people. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I've always been a guy saying, I even had a pack once, seed, seed No Ground, thinking there really was a point in the future where there could be a peaceful rapprochement and we'd have wings of the party, but generally a consensus in the middle about America's greatness. And although we disagree on some level of taxation and things like that, we'd all agree that the country's interests come first. Come first. I'm done with that. I'm very sorry. I'm done with that. That was, a na that was naive. Because I'm telling you the axiomatic truth here. And the reason I'm so angry at liberals, which seems counter to what I'm going to tell you, but it's true. The reason I feel this way about liberals is because we tried to argue with liberals on ideas. We've tried desperately on this show. Argue about the Laffer curve, tax rates, the information and the data about government-run healthcare versus individually controlled healthcare, the data on school choice. They're not interested. They just hate you to the point where they will bankrupt you and tell you to die in order to win an argument. We think liberals are people with bad ideas. They think we are bad people with ideas. That's it. Cover the New York Post today. Finally, speaking truth to power. For those of you are listening on audio, here's the, this is the cover of the New York Post. They're quoting a, a columnist. The Big Apple is dying. I grew up here, ladies and gentlemen. It's a sin what's happening. The Big Apple is dying. Its streets are empty. Tens of thousands have been plunged into poverty. Our leaders have no plans, no answers, and New Yorkers have already learned to socially distance. Businesses can adjust. The elderly and infirm can continue to be isolated. It needs to end now, period. Thank you, New York Post, David Marcus, for finally putting that on the cover. I don't even know David Marcus. It's over. End this lockdown, and I can't encourage you in strong enough terms, civil disobedience is the only path forward if they won't do it. These people work for us. They work for us. They're public servants, servants of the public. We don't work for them. It's not a tyranny. It's not a monarchy. It's not an oligarchy. It's time to stand up. I've been there. I left my job. I left my pension. I ran for office. I did my best. It didn't work out. I have been there. I've taken on the battle scars. I nearly went bankrupt doing it. I'm not trying to impress you. I don't need anybody's accolades. It's not about self-praise. It's only meant to establish bona fides that I'm not speaking with forked tongue. It is time for people to stand up. 
It is time for businesses on blocks to organize and get together and say, we're all opening up. They can't come for all of us at once. We outnumber them tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands to one. It's our time. It's our country. This is over because we say it's over because they work for us. Consent has been revoked. Consent of the governed matters. You no longer have it. You want people to die and be bankrupted because what? You want to win an election, you sick slobs? They can't help themselves, folks. I saw a tweet by CBS about Trump taking hydroxychloroquine. The tweet suggesting Trump is stopping the hydroxychloroquine after massive heat came down on Trump. That has nothing to do with it. He was on a two-week cycle of the drug based on possible exposure that ends in two days. They're lying to you about everything. You know, I'm going to leave it at this because there's a lot more going on. And I'm, I'm, forgive me, I, but this is this time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Consent has been revoked. It's revoked. You no longer have it. These people work for us. And it's time to show them that again. You know, I had a um, AP history teacher in high school who was kind of a liberal, but was a nice guy, and I learned a lot from him. Just retired, as a matter of fact. And he brought up the point to me that you'll never have a lot of mass civil disobedience in this country as long as there's a middle class because they have too much to lose. I'm asking the so-called public servants with the dreaded air quotes because you only serve yourselves, you greedy lion slobs and snakes, you filth. How long do you think this is going to continue? How long? You're already seeing civil disobedience percolate. As the middle class disappears because you wiped them out with your economic lockdowns, based on no science at all, none. Matter of fact, based on counter science, places lifting lockdowns now are seeing less infections. How long do you think this is going to continue? If you don't have a middle class and all you have is poverty, and people all of a sudden have nothing to lose? How long you think it is before they take to the streets and you see civil disobedience on a mass scale showing you who's really in charge? That middle class is your only buffer. It is that thin crust on a volcano. Don't crack that crust. Been warning you on this show for weeks. And we're getting there. All right, I want to move on because I got a lot of other things uh, to get to today. Sorry, I'm just really super upset. Hey, just a reminder, by the way, I will be on The Five tomorrow on Fox at 5 o'clock. I'm sure there'll be some spicy conversations co-hosting the show Friday, the 22nd. Please set your DVR. I really appreciate you watching. And I will be recording my interview with General Michael Flynn's excellent lawyer who may have changed the course of the country, whether she knows it or not, Sidney Powell. I'll be recording that today. We'll be loading it at some point tomorrow in addition to a regular show as well. So you'll get a twofer. Um, we really appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is no better time for this sponsor, which is totally unplanned, by the way. But um, Parler, thank God for Parler. And I'm not kidding. As if you didn't have enough reason to dump Facebook and Twitter and switch to Parler, here's another. Right now, Twitter's removing content. They deem a denial of global or local health authority recommendations. Here's the bottom line on this. Twitter does wants to shut you up as conservatives. Let me just be that clear. 
Twitter does not care about you. They are looking for any excuse to get rid of you. Facebook doesn't give a damn about you either. These tech tyrants are stock full of social justice warrior liberals. Like, can I forget that? Right? I don't even care about this. Read, because I'm going to tell you the truth about why you need Parler. And this is not a joke. Parler is a news and free speech app. Whatever you can do on Facebook and Twitter, you do easier over there on Parler. I'm there. I'm at the Bongino. Here's what you do. Simply download the app, create your account, post, share, and speak freely. They're not going to get rid of your stuff unless you commit a crime on there or threaten someone. They are a free speech website and they're committed to it. And honestly, liberals go there too. Because unlike you tyrants, we're not looking to kick you off Parler either. I'm on Parler again. Follow me at Bongino. How do you spell Parler? This is important. P-A-R-L-E-R.com. P-A-R-L-E-R.com. They're in the App Store. It's Parler.com, Parler.com, or go to the App Store, download the app, start your account today, ladies and gentlemen. Get in. Parler is growing ferociously at an unbelievable rate as conservatives, libertarians, and candidly, even some free speech supporting Democrats leave in mass these garbage social media apps like Facebook and Twitter that sadly we've been stuck into using because you didn't have an option. Well, now you do. You have no excuse not to go over there. Go to parlor.com today, parlor.com, download the app. Super easy. Start an account today. Get your stuff away from Facebook and Twitter. Speak freely with other supporters of free speech too. Check it out. Happy to have them on board. Parlor.com. Okay. That was, that was perfect time for that. Now, as you can tell, I'm a little fired up about the media today. Now, they finally caught up to a story we covered, what, Joe, Friday? I mean, honestly, we've been mm. covering this story for probably forever, the Mike Flynn story. Yep. But on our Friday show, which did our greatest numbers ever outside of the Donald, uh, President Donald Trump interviews, our Friday show blew up. I think by the time the week is over, we're going to have over a million people. Think about it. That's like a cable news audience for a digital show that had an advertising budget up until a few months ago of zero. Thanks to you. We covered on Friday the fact that stop saying Mike Flynn's call with Kislyak, the one he was arrested and prosecuted by the FBI and the hack Mueller probe, was unmasked. It was not unmasked. It was not unmasked. There is no unmasking request on December 29th, the day Mike Flynn, 2016, called the Russian ambassador and the FBI and the Mueller team prosecuted him for it. There is no unmasking request. Why do they keep telling you this stupid narrative? And why would the Washington Post? I'll put the article up in a minute. Why is the Washington Post now finally coming clean? Because they don't have a choice. Because people like you have listened to my show. And the media, in an effort to avoid total, complete humiliation forever, has had you force them into reporting on this. Again, they're a week late, but they're treating this like it's breaking news. This is the Washington Post article from yesterday. Hilariously. Showing you again, you're not wasting your time with the damn Bongino show. Despite the fact these idiots call us conspiracy theorists and we're constantly scooping them. Washington Post, Ellen Nakashima, who's, of course, knee deep in the whole Spygate thing. So, you know, she got this leak for a reason. Washington Post, May 20th, 2020. Michael Flynn's name was never masked in FBI document as communications with Russian ambassador. Gee, thanks, Ellen. Hmm. Thank you. I said, you know, Die Hard. Remember Die Hard, Bruce Willis? Welcome to the party, pal. Was it Sergeant Al or something like that? <laughs> Welcome, Ellen. Uh, you're only a week late. Good, you're breaking news. Joe, democracy dies in the darkness. Washington Post. Yeah. Remember, they don't tell you. They're the ones that turns the light. So you have to ask yourself, right? 
why, number one, why were they pitching that Mike Flynn was unmasked in the first place? And why admit now that that story is fake? Quickly, because I don't want to repeat the same show over and over again. The unmasking story fits into the media's narrative, totally fake, that, you know, President Obama and his team, they were just listening in on foreigners because that's what we do. And they found this guy talking to a Russian and, oh, well, golly, Joe, we requested that guy because his name was redacted. We requested his name be unmasked so we could see the name. And Joe, unbelievably, as if by magic, it just turned out to be Mike Flynn. Joe, all accidental. All accidental. They were listening to the Russians. I had a request for the Soviet answer, but I'm not going to do it because Paula may divorce me and I'm looking forward to date night. We're going out to eat this weekend. I'm not going to. I'm just kidding. I do a little head fake. You know how I usually sing the Soviet national anthem? The Soviets and the media have been pitching to you. It's all an accident. Flynn's name. It only turned up after we found this U.S. person and it just happened to be Flynn. That is not what happened. Mm Hmm? Flynn was specifically targeted. Andy McCabe, the FBI deputy director, already wrote about it in his book. They were tasked with finding Flynn's call. In other words, go hunt for Flynn's call with the Russians by the presidential daily briefing staff, period. Flynn was hunted and targeted specifically. Now, why would the Washington Post be admitting to this now? Well, first, before we get to that, I want to go to the first screenshot from the piece where I want you to notice how Ellen Nakashima, neck deep in the Spygate scandal, I mean, a media colluder of the worst kind, Ellen Nakashima, she's been involved in all of this stuff. Notice how she cleverly words this section. This is for the really smart listeners who will pick up on it right away. Remember, Flynn's call December 2016 with the Russian ambassador, the FBI, the Obama presidential staff, daily briefing staff says, go hunt for that call. The FBI finds it. They get some kind of a transcript of the call. They deliver it to Obama and Clapper. And then the FBI interviews a month later Flynn about that call. And they say he lied in the interview because they say Flynn lied about discussing sanctions on the call. The FBI never asked him about sanctions. The FBI's own paperwork doesn't contain the word saying, how could Flynn lie about discussing sanctions if he was never asked? Watch this. Go to the Washington Post piece. Look how she cleverly does this. Quote, Ellen Nakashima, Washington Post. In mid-January 2017, uh, Washington Post columnist Ignatius revealed that Flynn called Kislyak several times on December 29th and raised the question of whether sanctions came up. He called several times, by the way, because the call kept dropping. She conveniently leaves that out, though, because she's a spygate colluder. A few days later, back to the piece, VP Pence on national television said the timing of the call was strictly coincidental and that Flynn had assured him that the two would not discuss sanctions. Later that month, in an interview with the FBI, listen, listen, Flynn again insisted he and Kislyak never talked about the Obama administration's censure of Moscow. Oh, 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 you get, you dig? You, you, you. You digging, you picking up what I'm putting down? Some of you aren't, some of you are. Mm-hmm. A little complicated. But notice how Ellen Nakashima doesn't mention how Flynn and, uh, Flynn and the word sank. Can you put that up again? Notice that list, how it's, it's cleverly worded at the end. She says, Flynn again insisted he and Kislyak, this is in their FBI interview, 
never talked about the Obama administration's censure of Moscow. Why doesn't she just say Flynn never talked about sanctions? Why doesn't she write that? She has to word it. Obama's mission uh, there was better than Moscow. Why? Why does she do that? Why does she do that in this cleverly like worded Charlie Brown's teacher kind of way to avoid you hearing anything she has to say? Because she can't say Flynn told the FBI they never talked about sanctions. Why, Joe? Because Flynn was what? never asked about sanctions, according to the FBI's own paperwork. He was asked about the expulsion of Russian diplomats, which she cleverly obfuscates by phrasing Flynn's answer in terms of, put that up one more time, sorry, phrasing Flynn's answer in terms of Flynn's response, folks, was about the Obama administration's sanctions on Moscow. Notice how they just blast right past the sanctions thing again. Very clever. Very clever, Ellen, pulling the Charlie Brown's teacher act. What do you mean? Remember uh, Meet the Parents? You fucker. I'm, I'm. That was very, she thinks I didn't catch on to that. So she can't say Flynn lied about sanctions. She loses that word because he was never asked about sanctions because Ellen's already seen the FBI paperwork and she knows it. But even better, let's get to this. Why is the Washington Post now all of a sudden admitting what I told you on Friday is true? That there were, in fact, uh, no unmasking requests for Flynn's name. Why now? Well, let's go to the Washington Post and let's see how they're about to change it. Well, the answer, the reason, let me, before I get there, there's real quick. The reason they're doing it is because the evidence is staring them in the face. And again, thanks to your listenership and some entrepreneurial reporters out there, Lee Smith, John Solomon, Byron York, and others, Sidney Powell, the lawyer, the, our power, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to you, our power has grown exponentially. They can't hide from the truth anymore. So they, what they do is they put out articles, they wait a few days, they hope the story dies down, that Flynn wasn't unmasked, that it wasn't an accident that they found this call. You following me, Joe? They wait a week. Yeah. They put it out. They put it out saying, oh, no, no, we covered that yeah, a week later. And in the article, they show they do their best to massage the narrative. The sanctions part I just showed you. And this part, go back to that. Here's what they're going to switch the narrative to now. Remember, prior narrative. Flynn was unmasked. It was an accident. We were listening to the Russians. Now everybody knows that's false. So here's where they're going to go with this. They talked to experts, Joe, on the condition of anonymity, by the way. More anonymous sources, Joe. You know, they're always so reliable. They've nailed every story on Trump from day one, of course. So here's what their anonymous sources are saying now. Here's the new narrative. Get ready. When the FBI circulated the report, the wiretap of Flynn, basically, they included Flynn's name from the beginning. Because it was essential to understanding its significance, said a former senior U.S. official speaking on the condition of anonymity to describe sensitive intelligence. There were therefore no requests for the unmasking of that information. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. You you ever play baseball? What's this? What's it? Fastball? Right, right. What's this? You You see the side of the wrist in baseball. You know the hook is coming. The hook's coming. You know the deuce. You got the curveball. Dropping number two right on you. Here's the curveball. The narrative will now switch instantaneously after they waited a week that, you know, knowing the Flynn unmasking stories, total BS. Ellen Nakashima knew this from the start. Again, we covered it on Friday. Just listen to show 1251 if you doubt me. His name was not unmasked. 
any moron could have seen this by looking at the unmasking request. Why? They wait a week. They hope everything dies down. And now instead of they switch fastball to curveball and they throw you the hook. And the new narrative now is going to be Mike Flynn wasn't caught up in the unmasking request accidentally. It was just the Obama administration. They may have been targeting Flynn, but it was only to understand sensitive intelligence. Oh, 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 okay. So we're just supposed to forget about this. We're supposed to forget about the fact that the Obama administration ordered the wiretapping of a U.S. citizen because they were confused about Russian intelligence? Uh, so just to be clear on this, because liberals are probably saying, you know, because they're police state supporting morons at this point. Mm. You can't say that. I just did. Don't care. They are. So just to be clear, if the president of the United States, Trump, Clinton, Obama, Bush, whoever it may be, is trying to get a grasp about what Netanyahu or Putin or Abe or what any foreign leader around the world is thinking, the Constitution goes out the window. I'm just checking what the new rules are, Libs. Just tell us what the rules are so we can use those rules too. So in other words, Joe, you getting the distinction? It's yeah. not that Obama had any, uh, this senior official quoted by Ellen Spygate Nakashima, right. this senior official doesn't say anywhere in there that they suspected Flynn of a crime. Why? Because they yes. didn't. The right. FBI was trying to close the case against Flynn. Why? Because they had no evidence of a crime. She's not saying that. She's not saying they had evidence Flynn was a foreign spy. How do you know that, Dan? I don't. The FBI did. They were trying to close the case against Flynn January 4th of 2016 before they interviewed him. Their words, not mine. Notice how the senior official, Joe, doesn't say, well, okay, we have to admit we targeted Flynn now and the unmasking. We didn't target him. He was just unmasked stories, BS. Yeah. So he doesn't say anywhere because we thought he was a criminal or a spy. They say, well, we just needed to understand foreign intelligence. So just to be clear, clueless, hapless libs out there, the new rules are this. If you have any confusion whatsoever about what a foreign country is doing, and you're the president of the United States, Joe, just so we all know, because you may run for president or me too, I want you to know you're not constrained anymore by the Constitution. Oh, Liberals cool. have said, Joe, if you are negotiating with Putin, President Armacost yeah. is negotiating SALT three. The strategic arms limitation three, and he's at all confused about Putin. Joe can wiretap any U.S. citizen whatsoever. There, I'm just letting you know. So I know you are going to run. Yeah. I'm breaking news out. Armacost for all president right. 2062. I don't even know if that's a presidential <laughs> year. Armacost for, if he makes it that long, he's going to run. I'm just kidding. Joe's not actually ready for me. But if he did, he'd be better than Obama's crew. Armacost knows he can now wiretap any American as long as they say they're confused about what a foreign country is doing. Right. Hold on. I need to throw something here. <laughs> there you go. These are the morons. We're they are full-blown police state Soviets, the libs and their media friends. You would think Ellen Nakashima, Joe, fair question, would say to the source, Wait, wait. So just to be clear, President Obama says he was confused about why Putin wasn't responding to the expulsions. So they targeted and spied on a three-star general with no evidence he committed a crime. I'm just checking. Yeah. 
We, we, now, I know, Joe, you're not even a reporter, and you would ask that question, yeah. but an actual yeah. fake journalist pretending to be a serious person doesn't think to ask that? Morons. Morons. We are living with morons. Maybe it's time right now, seriously, that liberals, we did a new sense of federalism. Liberals all go to New York and California and continue to destroy those states. Just leave us alone. Please just leave us alone with your police state speech suppression tyranny. We're just tired of it. You're total, epic, complete frauds. Watch. This is going to be the new narrative. Watch. Mark my words. The new story now, because they can't hide it anymore, thanks to you. You, not me. You may say, Dan, you covered it on a Friday. No, no, no. No, no. I talked to one, two people. I talked to Paula and I talked to Joe on the show live and Drew on tape, who does the video. That's it. You all listen to my show in the millions. You did this, not me. I'm honored you enjoy the content. You spread it around. And it's not just me. Believe me, I'm not taking credit for this story. Anyone could have read that there was no unmasking request. And that it wasn't an accident that Flynn was targeted. Anyone. And a lot of good people did. The Washington Examiner crew, the Washington Times, actual Fox News, people who went on. The Post waited a week because they were hoping no one else would notice. And when they did, they were forced to cover it. But they wanted to be sure they put lipstick on it first. Don't mention the sanctions question. Call it the Obama administrative handling of the ropey-dope pokey-poke in uh, Moscow or Ruski, and then uh, just pretend the sanctions thing didn't happen. And then let's just quote an anonymous official who says, oh, you know, we just needed to understand what the Russians were doing. Oh, okay, I didn't realize we shred the Constitution every time we have a foreign policy. I wasn't aware of that. But I'm, I'm glad we know now. If I ever run for president in the future, it's good to know. I did not sleep good last night. I feel okay. I'm going to work out today. I, I did not sleep. I'm really pissed off today, and I'm genuinely sorry. I know some of you don't like ranty shows. I appreciate you sticking with me through thick and thin. Some of you do. I'm not doing it to appear. This is, I am really seriously furious today. We have wasted years of our lives investigating a hoax the media was in on. We have bankrupted countless hundreds of thousands, if not millions of U.S. citizens on this lockdown thing with no evidence to support it. And the media will not give up every day destroying and trying to burn this country to the ground. It is a cosmic level disgrace. I'm embarrassed for these people, their families, and anyone who claims them. I'm not kidding. Oh, Dan, that's harsh. No, it's not. You are on the wrong side of right. All right. Um, I want to get to, believe it or not, Joe, I know you love these stories. Paula likes mm. them too. Believe it or not, the Obama fixer is back again. <laughs> no way, you say. Where am I going with this? Just to show you how knee deep, waist deep, eyeball deep in Spygate Obama is. We don't know Obama had anything to do with it. Oh, we know. The fixer, Obama's fixer, the Kerry Washington character from Scandal is back again. Don't go anywhere. One more uh, sponsor. I'm going to get to that. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at We The People Hosters. Look at that. 
This is mine. This is from my Glock 43. Say, We the People Holster. We really appreciate you supporting We the People Holsters. have been flooded with orders, seriously, because record numbers of people are buying firearms and ammunition for the first time. If you're one of them, two things matter with a firearm. First is always safety. Safety. And then proficiency. And the first step to safety is a quality holster. Ladies and gentlemen, an in-the-waistband holster that does not secure your firearm is seriously a danger to you and everyone else. It can fall out. It is a total disaster. You're not going to get that with We The People holsters. Starting at just $39. That's right. We The People holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm perfectly. Look at that. That's molded precisely to fit your firearm. You insert it inside, you get that click, and you know it's in there secure. That matters. Not these crappy in the waistband holsters that are one size fits all because they fit none. That's not what we the people do. They have have thousands of options to choose from, plus an amazing selection of printed holsters. This is their constitution one, which sadly is being shredded right now. Their proprietary clip design on the back allows you to easily adjust the cant and the ride of the holster so it fits comfortably and securely at all times. You don't get that rubbing up against that hip bone. That hurts. Not with these holsters. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Get yours today. Every holster ships free. Comes with a lifetime guarantee. These things are rugged. Beat the snot out of these things. Get an additional $10 off with offer code Dan. Satisfaction's guaranteed. If it's not a perfect fit, just send it back for a total refund. We, the people, holsters.com slash Dan. We, the people, holsters.com slash Dan. Spoil yourself today. Pick up one. Pick up one for your spouse, your friend. Use offer code Dan. Get an extra $10 off. We, the people, holsters.com slash Dan. Okay, you missed all that. There was actually a 10-second timeout with me talking through the timeout because I can tell when it's a really rocket and rolling show, Paula gives me this sign, like stop, because she wants to make sure they tape it so we don't lose it. She only does that when I'm like really rocking and rolling. Causes, unfortunately, Joe and Drew some extra work because they have to cut out the five seconds of me just staring at the camera like it's a black hole. But she was like, right, Joe? You know the deal. Because yeah, I usually go, so, let me just show you what it looks like. When pa- Paula goes like this and I go, and I just have to stare at the camera like that. That's how I know this show is good. And I'm tired. And pe- that's why it's good. Because I've had enough of this media hack, right? Poor uh. causes, poor Joe and Drew, a little bit of extra. I'm very sorry. But she gave me the, the finger sign. That means it's got to stop. All right. The Obama fixer, stunningly, is back again. You may say this can't possibly be. Who is the Obama fixer? Now, if you've been watching this show for more than a couple of years, you know exactly who that is. It was Obama's former White House lawyer, Catherine Rumbler. I don't call her the fixer. The media did. She is the fixer. Anytime Obama had a problem, the IRS targeting scandal, remember that where they targeted conservative groups, the Secret Service Cartagena scandal, the Benghazi scandal, the AP phone records scandal, whatever it was, Google, any, I used to put up evidence of all of those. I'm, I'm not going to waste your time again today because many of you have seen it before where I put up the headlines, Obama fixer, the AP scandal, Obama fixer, the IRS scandal. Trust me, I'll put up this Observer article in a minute. It covers all. She was at the forefront of all of it. She was the one, if you had a carpet, I wish I had a little like broomer. There, Catherine Rumler, Obama's lawyer. You may not have heard of her. If you listen to the show, you know who she is. If you don't listen to the show, you have no idea who Catherine Rumler is. She is knee deep in all of Obama's scandals. Whenever he needs something to magically go away, who appears? Catherine Rumler, a.k.a. What's the lady's name from Scandal? Is it Olivia Pope, Paula? You used to watch. Olivia Pope appears magically. What if I told you in the Flynn scandal that she's back again? Amazingly. The libs will tell you, Obama's got nothing to do with this. Then why is his fixer back again? Mm-hmm. 
Let's go to a great article in American Greatness. In the show, please read this in the show notes. Please. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. Subscribe. I'll email you every day. You ain't even got to go looking for it. We won't spam your inbox. The great Deborah Hine in American Greatness. Rice's last-minute by-the-book email written upon advice of Obama's White House counsel. Okay, let me sum this up for you before I get to the core of the article and a screenshot from it. The infamous January 5th, 2016 meeting at the White House with Obama, Clapper, Comey, Susan Rice, um, uh, Sally Yates, Susan Rice memorialized. There's still some question whether how if, if Rice was in there the whole time. This is the meeting on January 5th where I'm telling you the plot to continue to go after Mike Flynn is hatched. Remember, they interview Flynn at the White House just 19 days later after Trump takes office and is inaugurated, even though the day before, January 4th, the day before the Obama Oval Office meeting, the FBI's concluded they have nothing on Flynn. So timeline, January 4th, the FBI, we got nothing on Mike Flynn, close the case. Later on January 4th, the seventh floor, in other words, Jim Comey, according to their own text, says, no, no, keep the case open. Why? You have nothing. Well, because you're going to frame him. That's why. January 5th, they meet at the White House. The plot is hatched. We're going to go after Flynn, and maybe we should hide information from Flynn. Comey and Obama have this exchange in the Oval Office. Susan Rice, apparently, sensing something at that meeting's not right, sends an email to herself just 15 days later on January 20th, four days before the FBI interviews Flynn at the White House on January 24th. She sends an email to herself saying, hey, the infamous by the book email. Obama said to do everything by the book, which, as you know, uh, the only people that send emails to themselves to do things by the book are criminals, morons, media hacks, and liberals. That's it. Nobody else who actually does things by the book needs to memorialize it in an email because it was done by the book. This is a CYA email. It's obvious to everyone, even dopey liberals. How does this relate to the fixer? <laughs> You're never going to believe this. Well, you may if you listen to the show. To the piece, the Deborah Hyde piece in American Greatest. So Susan Rice's attorney and former White House counsel Catherine Rumler, <laughs> this is great, wrote the letter to Senator Grassley, Feinstein, Graham, White House, etc. According to Rumler, Rice wrote the letter, uh, the email to herself. This is Rumler's words. The fixer's back defending Susan Rice. According to Rumler, Rice wrote the letter, quote, upon the advice of the White House Counsel's Office and didn't get to it until Inauguration Day 2017 because, quote, that was the first opportunity she had to do so. The fixer is back. Catherine Rumler, the Obama fixer, is now Susan Rice's lawyer and is saying she sent the CYA by the book email to herself because White House counsel told her to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, what's can I just translate myself? Again, we don't need, Joe has a lot of various translators. The Bongino translator is its own translator. Let me translate for you what this means. Obama's terrified. No, he's not, Dan. You're just getting us all spun up. No, I'm not. I don't, I, and let me be clear. I will say this. I do not know who's going to jail, who's not, who's going to be in handcuffs. I'm not a law enforcement officer anymore. I don't know. I don't trust the government. Frankly, I don't trust anyone anymore, the Justice Department. All I can tell you is Obama does care about one thing, whether you believe it or not. If you won't say be satisfied until you see Obama in a prison cell, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's not my job, and I'm not going to lie to you. 
I'm simply telling you, I know for a fact, having worked around this man and his staff, that he thinks he's a transformational figure in U.S. politics, a Lincoln type. And his legacy matters to him more than anything. And his legacy is done. And Rumler is coming in to defend Susan Rice right now to protect not Susan Rice, but to protect Obama. From what? That email that Susan Rice sends to herself on January 20th, that Rumler, the fixer, writes the letter to the Senate about, hey, here's why she wrote that email. That letter isn't to cover for Susan Rice, ladies and gentlemen. That letter's to cover for Obama. Or should I say the email? Precision matters. The Susan Rice email to herself is not to cover for Susan Rice. It's to cover for Obama. But why, Dan? She sent it to herself. Well, she knew that was going to be discovered, of course. It was on an official government system. And what does she write in that email, ladies and gentlemen? She insinuates that it was Jim Comey's idea not to share information with the incoming administration. What are they preparing to do? They're preparing to throw Comey under the bus, who, by the way, deserves all of it. Comey's a malicious actor in this as well. But remember I told you the Washington Post, they're going to switch the narrative from the masking to the, to the now targeting thing, and they're going to say, well, it was just to understand Russian intelligence. The nar- get ready. The narrative is about to shift to acknowledging that all of this happened. No way, Dan, they're not going to admit it. They're admitting it now. They don't have a choice. Rick Grinnell and John Ratcliffe are going to declassify everything. There is nowhere to run anymore. You are going to see everything. The horrors of the Obama administration up close and personal. Get ready. The new narrative is going to be, okay, all of this stuff happened. The spying and the framing of Mike Flynn. I'm telling you. But, Joe, the new story is going to be, Comey did it. (laughs) And Rumler's here to clean up the mess. The new story is going to be Obama's White House counsel. Because remember, it wasn't Rumler. Rumler had left. The Obama White House counsel at the time told Susan Rice to write the email. Remember, Rumler had left that job. She was replaced by someone. She also replaced someone else, which is interesting. The White House counsel, because listen, we just wanted to protect the fact that Obama didn't want this. This was Comey's thing. Mark it. Mark the date. I've never steered you wrong. Mark the date. You may doubt me and say, no, no, they're never going to acknowledge they did this. They have to. Their own emails are out there. They're not going to be able to run. They are now operation. This is what they call a crossfire hurricane. This is going to be Operation Crossfire Typhoon. It's a political operation to do whatever they can to preserve Obama's legacy right now. And it's going to be to acknowledge this happened and to deflect blame to everyone else. That's why Rumler's around. And let me ask you a question. Just asking a question. That infamous by the book email. Obama said to do everything by the book that Rice sent to herself that now Rumler, the fixer, is writing letters about. Who told her to send that? Did she think of it all on her own? Well, Rumler says they got advice from White House counsel to do it. Did Obama tell her to send that? We shall soon see. Wait till they're all raising their right hands. Did Obama tell her to say that? Did Obama have a role in his own cover-up? 
trying to, did Obama have a role in the protection of the Obama legacy? Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I have zero doubt that Obama was running this whole thing. He knew about the spying operation on the Trump team. There is no doubt in my mind he knew about the prolonged harassment of Mike Flynn. Prolonged, happening since 2015. And he is going to now desperately try to spin this thing through his talking heads like Susan Rice and Rumler to make it look like it was everyone else but him. The most corrupt president in U.S. history, hands down. A little bit more about Rumler in case you doubt me, by the way. And tomorrow I'm going to get to this piece by Lee Smith. Something I told you back in episode, I think, 629 and 628. Obama hated Flynn because of the Iran deal. Flynn hated the Iran deal. Obama loved it. There's a, it's in the show notes today, Lee Smith, if you want to read ahead. I'm going to get to that tomorrow, too. But a little bit more on the fixer, showing you Obama. This is Rumbler's out of the bullpen, the Obama fixer, to clean this up for Obama. They're going to blame everyone else. Here's a little history on uh, Rumbler, in case you doubt what I'm telling you. Here's an Observer article by, oh, Sidney Powell, who we're going to be interviewing today. What a coincidence. Sidney Powell, sex lies in the White House Council. Rumbler blunders into Secret Service mess. From the Observer piece, Sidney Powell wrote, who is now Mike Flynn's lawyer. She knows exactly what's up. Enter Catherine Rumler, former White House counsel, repeatedly discussed on the shortlist for attorney general. There is mounting evidence that she should just be renamed the fixer, the Olivia Pope for this president. Mr. Obama reposes great trust in Ms. Rumler. He has applauded her impeccable legal judgment and still considers her, quote, a close personal friend. But yesterday, Miss, uh, Mrs. Rumler was all over the front page of the Washington Post, this time in the Cartagena sex scandal cover-up. Oh, Sidney Powell's been on a Rumler for a long time. We'll have to ask her about that later. Oh, it goes on, Sidney's piece. Sidney knows where the bodies are buried. This is the Obama fixer now, again, trying to clean up the Susan Rice email mess. As we reported previously, not only was Miss Rumler the fixer in the middle of the IRS email scandal, the Benghazi cover-up, and the most vigorous protector of a president while increasing government secrecy and violating the rights of others, the Post places her squarely in the middle of the cover-up of the Cartagena sex scandal. Finally, the Post, which has sung her praises for the White House, challenges Ms. Rumler's role and that of Mr. Obama's friends and donors. Ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Rumler is the fixer. When you see Catherine, Rumler, Catherine Rumler's name creep up in a scandal, it's for one reason only. It's to make Obama's name go away. IRS, Cartagena, Benghazi, AP phone records. All of a sudden, Obama's out at the. Obama's name seems to disappear, and Rumler's name seems to come up. The fixer's back. You may say, well, that's pretty strong evidence. Oh, I got more. Look at this ABC article. You see, Rumler appears again. The fixer, the Susan Rice email fixer. You may say, this ABC or this sounds gross. What does this have to do with Rumler? Oh, don't you worry. Here's the headline. Mueller witness, yes, corrupt Bob Mueller. Bob Mueller's witness charged in child pornography case. Really? So one of Mueller's main witnesses in the fake collusion investigation, his corrupted team investigating Trump for a hoax, the collusion hoax, one of his main witnesses was involved in a child pornography case? That sounds like trouble. Who's here to clean that up again? The fixer's back. ABC News, same article. Nader, Mueller's witness, had frequent access to almost every White House, Democrat and Republican. Gee, folks, does that include the Clinton White House? I'm just asking. 
says he has frequent acts almost everywhere except for the Obama White House. Oh, interesting how ABC News has to throw that caveat in. They seem to have access to Rumler, though. One of his lawyers shepherding through the seven interviews with Mueller's prosecutors was Catherine Rumler, the White House counsel under Obama. Ladies and gentlemen, isn't it magic how of the 330 million people in this country and the millions of lawyers around the world that every time they need to target the Trump team and detach Obama from it, Catherine Rumler seems to magically appear. Obama's own lawyer in the White House. Sure, it's just one big coincidence. Now, you may say to yourself, Rumler can't possibly appear in another Obama scandal, right? Uh, let's go to NPR because the list is just never ending. The fixer's back again. Ladies and gentlemen, if I disappear, by the way, I didn't kill myself. Just kidding, but I'm throwing that out there because the fixer, you never know with the fixer what's going to happen here anymore. This is how crazy we've got from the NPR piece. Don't accept the first explanation for anything. I'm joking. Not really. NPR, White House counsel Bauer exits and replaced by career prosecutor. So Obama's lawyer prior to Rumler leaves. Let's go to the NPR piece. Let's see what this is. This is just fascinating. President Obama's top lawyer, Bob Bauer, is leaving the White House to return to his law firm, Perkins Coie. Bauer also is going to advise Obama's re-election campaign. He'll be replaced by Catherine Rumler, who spent most of her career at the Justice Department. Yes, working with people like Andy Weissman, who was on the Mueller probe targeting Trump for a collusion hoax that did not exist. You may say, I don't get it, Dan. So Obama's lawyer prior, Bob Bauer, goes to work for his reelection and goes to work with Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie. Come on, Joe. Perkins Coie, where's that yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the law firm that worked for Hillary Clinton that's that right. hired Fusion GPS to create the fake dossier. So yep. Obama's former lawyer went there to work for the firm that hired the fake dossier PP creators, the PP tape creator. And it is replaced by Catherine Rumler, who I'm sure knows the lawyer she replaced. You may say Rumler can't possibly appear again. Well, you'd be wrong, of course. Washington Examiner piece by the great Jerry Dunleavy. This will be in the show notes, too, even though it's from March. Obama White House lawyers fight Carter Page's DNC lawsuit by defending gist of the Steele dossier. <laughs> so the Obama fixer now trying to cover up for Susan Rice's email to herself to try and cover for Obama. Catherine Rumler is now defending Susan Rice. Got to make Obama's name go away. Is also the same lawyer who replaces Obama's former lawyer that goes to work for the law firm that hires Fusion GPS to produce the PP dossier. Rumler replaces him. Then Rumler, just to be clear, is now defending the DNC who's being sued by Carter Page the subject of the PP dossier, the Trump team member who was spied on with a FISA warrant, who was suing the DNC, and who comes in to clean up the mess for the DNC? Oh, the Obama fixer. She's back again. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Despite that we have an August communication between the FBI agents setting Trump up, saying the White House is running this, Despite the fact that we have a September text from the FBI agents saying the POTUS, President of the United States, wants to know everything we're doing. They're talking about Obama. This is 2016. 
And despite the fact that we have an October email exchange between the deputy director of the FBI and one of his lead lawyers about how they have to go to the White House on this case with the CIA and speak with one voice. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, Obama's fixer is only reappearing because she was the only lawyer available and Obama has nothing to do with any of this, I'm sure. Oh, I didn't even get to this other stuff. I'm so I, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, but I've got, I've got, I'm going to get to this Biden stuff tomorrow. I, we, we were on radio. I got an hour. I got that tomorrow. I got Kaylee McEnany tomorrow. I got two minutes of Tucker Carlson and I make a magic appearance at a thing to don't go anywhere. Please don't miss tomorrow's show. Also that Lee Smith article. I got to circle that too. And Sydney Powell. It's been a loaded week. Thank you for tuning in today. Forgive me for my rant, but I'm not happy today. I'll just leave it at that. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. I'd really appreciate it. It's free. We're really trying to get to 500,000 subscribers. Heck, let's get to a million. We could really use your help in doing that. Thanks a lot. See you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.